These are the stories of The 116, a podcast from the heart of the First United Methodist Church in downtown Peoria, Illinois. This is where belief becomes action and action brings hope. Here's your host, Greg Fish. And welcome back to yet another edition of Stories from The 116. This is episode number nine. Carol, we've made it to nine episodes on this. Isn't that exciting? That's amazing. It really is. These days, I measure victories and little victories. You know, just the small (laughs) things excite me. Um, So we're still right, as this is being recorded, in the midst of the great coronavirus scare of 2020. Hopefully, it confines itself to 2020. That's the one confining thing that I hope really happens. Let's confine this to as few of months in 2020 as possible and get this whole thing over with. But in the meantime, we're having to learn how to do ministry differently. So uh, the stories have taken on a little bit of a different flavor for us in that we're talking about uh, not just the specific stories, but the way the stories are being made these days in helping our families uh, do ministry and to help uh, to minister to others. Uh, don't forget to like and share these podcasts, by the way, especially if they mean something to you on social media, like us on your podcast provider. Those things are helpful to us in getting the word out about this podcast. So with me today in the studio here in the uh, catacombs of First United Methodist Church in downtown Peoria, where we are socially distanced from others, very few of us wandering these hallways these days for social distancing reasons. Uh, but graciously coming to the studio and venturing out is Carol McPherson. And Carol, I want to make sure I get your all of your title correct. So tell us your uh, role here at First United Methodist Church. I am the Director of Discipleship and Fine Arts Ministry Outreach, the longest title ever. And, and a lot being tied on to that, quite of everything from the little ones to artwork mm-hmm. and uh, many things in between. So uh, you are the one who really also helps us to uh, make sure our small groups and Sunday school things are happening and progressing well. And that presents quite a challenge to you in these days. So let's talk, first of all, we have a mission that Pastor Tim has has done a great job of putting into our hearts and minds. Uh, and uh, in, in a big sense, that mission falls on you in a very special sort of way. So in case somebody doesn't know the mission of the church, tell us what that is. Our mission is to make disciples of Jesus Christ for the transformation of Peoria and the world. I like the way you added a little extra drama to that, too. That, that was good. So... In doing this, the quiet, the problem is the world is now confined to their homes at this point in time, and the new problem came your direction. How do we connect people in a discipleship sort of way? How do we bring art into their life and yet do it in a way that fits in with the current uh, requirements and requests of our government and health officials to stay sheltered and to hunker down during this time? So when the, the, the panic started to set in, or whatever it was, Usually the best ideas come out of panic. So we can call it panic's okay. I'm okay with panic as long as you don't stay there. So when the panic began to set in or the idea began to set in, oh, this is going to be weird and strange. What was the first revelation that came to you? We we can do this. We can move things in this direction. What were some of the first ways that uh, this new opportunity began to unfold in your mind as you considered it? Well, I, I got a crash course in Zoom very, very quickly. And... The way I knew that Zoom would work to connect us was the first time I got online with my discipleship ministry team. And seeing their faces was just remarkable for me. I mean, it's wonderful to hear people's voices over the phone, but 
but seeing their faces and like being almost in the same room with them really, really made a difference for me in connecting. So um, I began to explore Zoom and the ways that it can work. And, and, and tell us briefly what Zoom is. Okay, Zoom is a meeting platform. And you may have heard a lot of it in the news lately. Um, the, the way it works is that um, you set up a meeting through oh, Zoom. Online. Online. Mm -hmm. And then you send people invitations to the meeting. And so they click on a link and it takes them to the meeting. And then once they get to the meeting, I allow them to come in. And then you see all of these little thumbnails of people's um, up on the screen, depending on what you know, you're using. It's not as many for a phone. Um, I use a dex desktop, so I think I've seen as many as 24 at a time. Mm, well, oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. so seeing all those people in the room together um, is, is really, really wonderful. So it's an opportunity to um, do lessons with folks and then open it up for discussion and questions and conversation. Now, you know, there's a certain group of people who just really don't want to embrace technology. But what I'm noticing is they, they finally subtly started doing it. Do you think this is an open door to help helping our people to embrace the possibility of technology for ministering in the future? I absolutely do. Because I know that there are people that have joined me on Zoom that would have been those people that are like, eh. I'm not even doing Facebook, right? right. So um, I, I have a friend, and um, she started her Bible study using Zoom, and the majority of the folks who would come to this Bible study during the week were 75 plus, and all wow. of them being in that category of, I'm not doing any of that stuff, and they've learned it. They've learned something new, and they've embraced it and found it a way to connect. And, you know, as the communications guy here, I've been amazed at how many of our olders have already embraced the smartphone thing. It blew me away how many were connecting with us via their smartphones. So they probably had a little bit more knowledge than they even gave themselves credit for, you think? I think so. And I, one of the other advantages I find with Zoom is that people can join with their phone. Mm -hmm. So if we have folks who are not technology savvy and they maybe even don't have Internet, they can dial in and join in the conversation. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's neat. So you made this discovery that this might just work for our Sunday school classes and small groups. And from there, it's really blossomed. Tell me about how this has come to fruition for us as far as ways that we are now bringing small groups and Sunday schools together. So I um, continue to get uh, um, emails from people who want to know how to put their small group on Zoom. And um, I do set up Zoom meetings for some people because if you have the free account, you're limited to 40 minutes. And if you have a talker in your group, then you're in trouble. <laughs> so um, I, I do set up some. We have three people here who have paid Zoom accounts. And so we kind of coordinate between us mm -hmm. to set some small groups up with, with their own stuff. So, but Zoom is really just one of the ways that sure. we've learned to be, I've learned to begin to connect with folks. Now, before we go into the next way, let me just mention that if somebody is listening and thinking, I would like for my small group to get in on this Zoom thing, 
uh, I, I will include your email address in the show notes, but keep in mind on the front, and we worked really hard on the front page of the website, and really that's another part of this big picture, to make sure that everything you need for this crisis is accessible on our homepage. By the way, just scroll down, folks, and it amazes me how many folks aren't really that familiar with how websites work these days, and so they don't know to scroll down. Scroll down. Mm -hmm. If you come to our website, you'll miss most of this good stuff. If you don't, you'll see a great video, but you got to scroll down. So if, if they scroll down a little bit, they'll see the icon that clearly says Zoom on it and Zoom classes. Go to that and they can connect with, with uh, you'll connect with Carol mm -hmm. and you can, you can uh, put it in motion from there. Right. So they can, um, they can join a small group. Their small group can become part of a Zoom platform. Mm -hmm. uh, they can join the pastor's Bible study. They can join us on Sunday mornings at 945 for our Zoom Sunday school class. Um, just a qu quick detail note there. If you want to join our Zoom Sunday school class, you need to get that uh, form filled out at least 30, 45 minutes prior to class, okay. or you're not going to make it in. Gotcha. All right. So it's, and we can't really emphasize enough how easy it is. Once we make sure you have Zoom on your computer, you may have to download a, a, a little something. It's not that, and somebody can talk you through that if you need help. Uh, Carol can do that. All right. So you're, you've become quite the technological expert here. Yeah. Well, see, that's funny because technology and me are not always the best of friends. Uh -huh. And so it's been such a learning curve for me, but I've had to learn it enough to be able to explain it to others. And I'm still learning. I'm still learning things. Well, look at you. Yeah. I tell you, I'm pretty proud of you. <laughs> uh, um, so I guess what you're saying is if Carol can do it. <laughs> Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Don't be afraid. Fear right. not. And besides, yeah, the Bible says fear not a lot. So what are you fearing for? We can set you up. Good stuff. That's so okay. now you're starting to discover also that beyond Zoom, there's some really interesting ways that our people are, are staying connected and can stay connected. Uh, like social media? Well, yes. So um, Facebook is a really good platform. It's mm -hmm. one that we use quite a bit. And so we have things on Facebook like our Kidmin group. It's a, on our main Facebook page mm -hmm. and it's a children's group. It's open to anyone and you join that group and then you have access to all of the stuff that uh, Kara Bushong puts out for our children's ministry. Um, I, I set up a new discipleship Facebook page, yet another learning curve. There you go. Right. And um, so on there, we are posting like I did six days of um, self-care tips from Pastor Evans to parents. Wow. Right? Yeah. yeah. Um, we also created a, this is my favorite, we created a group called the We Bitties, B-I-T-T-I-E-S. <laughs> yeah. And this is to reach out to the youngest of our flock. And you really must check it out because yes. Miss Sue tells Bible stories and I listen to everyone and you know, I keep expecting her to put on a red cardigan and be our female <laughs> Mr. Rogers. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And the kids, from what I hear, are immediately transfixed by seeing her there on the mm -hmm. screen because they've already connected with her. Mm -hmm. And then to see her there with her thumbs up. Mm -hmm. Well, and that was one of the things that occurred to me as I was beginning, as I thought about holistically, how are we reaching out and who are we reaching out to? It occurred to me that we are missing a segment with those little bitty ones. Mm -hmm. And one of the things that's so important during this time is a sense of the familiar 
Mm-hmm. So for a, a little one to hear and see someone who is familiar and to hear that familiar thumbs up song, uh-huh. uh, that really, really makes a difference for them. And by the way, the, I, the name of this, I was asking uh, Sue's daughter, Christina, where did the name come from? Are you aware of? Okay, so here, here's the story. Apparently, Sue, she is such a sweet, if you don't know Sue, such a sweet, kind personality. But uh, uh, biddies is a little term she attaches to a lot of different things in the yard. She sees squirrel biddies, <laughs> for example. <laughs> Uh, so the the wee biddies are the little children, and and it was just a term that she used for the little ones that she talks about loving the wee biddies, mm-hmm. and so that term is Sue's affectionate term for the little ones. Yes, absolutely. That's what she calls them all the time. And when I was in the process of creating the group, I needed to check on the spelling, and I needed to make sure that it was T T, not D D, uh-huh. because biddies is another term altogether. Yes. Yeah. And yeah, so nothing derogatory in that. No, no, um, no, 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 yes. no, 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 not okay. at all. Not yes. at all. Uh, and uh, yeah. And, and once you get to know Sue, I mean, even Washington, she has the perfect personality to deliver these, these stories. And it's something that even as an adult, like, you know, we enjoy watching Mr. Rogers, even though we would like to think we were above that level. Really, Mr. Rogers is for every age. Same thing with Sue. She, like you said, she has that kind of delivery for us. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I told her we're going to have to create just her own YouTube channel. Yeah. Miss Bible Stories with Miss Sue. <laughs> you know, and that's interesting. I don't think we should stop any of this stuff. Once we get through all this nonsense uh, and, and the cooties have dissipated, I, I think that we should continue with Miss Sue's... Uh, Story, Bible stories. Bible stories online. That would be just awesome. Now, what response are you getting from parents about how kids are responding to these? Are you hearing from the parents? So actually, um, Sue would be a better one to add answer that but Uh she's getting cards and letters from parents thanking her for Mm -hmm. doing this and um, thanking her for connecting with their young ones so it is making a difference and of course I monitor it in terms of engagements and likes and shares and views and she gets quite a few views there's a lot of people watching this and it's important to note too that we're trying to take into account that not everybody is amenable to Facebook we get that so most of the content is also available on the website. We're trying really hard to uh, centralize every bit of content. So in the same way, if you're looking for the Zoom groups, you can also find Miss Sue that way. Go to the website and then scroll. Let's say it together. Scroll, scroll down. down. Yes. And you'll see the little icons there. And you'll see a picture of Miss Sue and Miss mm-hmm. Ms. Sue and um, uh, the, uh, the link for that as well. So you can watch it on the website as well. Right. Right. Super, yeah. super. Well, that's awesome as well. And by the way, you mentioned the connection that we are getting with our children's and our, our youth ministries between Christina Keppel and uh, Kara Bashong. Go back and listen to those podcasts, folks. If you haven't heard from them yet, the last, uh, not last podcast, but two before that, uh, feature Kara and Christina, each one individually, talking about ways they are connecting uh, people during this crisis. And you'll hear a little bit more about how that's working. But did you have anything else you wanted to add about the way uh, right now we're, we're connecting our younger generations? So one of the things that we're um, learning is that, so for most of the children, their education has moved online. Mm-hmm. Um, and so youth, children, they are online quite a bit already. And then for youth, they want to connect with their friends, you sure. know, Instagram, sure. Facebook, whatever. And so using 
social media as a tool to connect, it's, it, it, it just goes about so far. And so, for example, Christina does texting. She texts individual students and she mm. sends them cards. Mm. And uh, the hard thing is just not being able to have the group together. Sure. And, but, but it makes sense that connecting with them online probably isn't the most effective way right now just because they're flooded they're just flooded with online stuff. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, that, that question has come up. Well, now the church is shut down. It must make our jobs a lot easier. But in fact, it's made them harder, hasn't it? Uh, our, I am so impressed with how our staff has embraced the challenge and, and put in more hours than ever before to keep people connected. Have, is, is that what you've noticed as well? Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I And of course, especially at the beginning with the huge, for me, the huge learning curve that I had. And I am beginning to recognize that we're probably in this for a little bit longer haul than mm -hmm. I initially anticipated. Right. So the initial urgency has kind of worn out and I'm recognizing, and I think this is true for everyone who works online is that I need to set some boundaries for myself because I find myself working all day because there's no mm -hmm. division between home and work. It's right. all the same. Right. And, and for the few that have to come in because of uh, either technological reasons or other in the building, uh, it's just been such a quiet time around here and I'm really missing the faces. I will be glad when they say come into the house of the Lord and there's people here. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> in, in the meantime, though, it's just been, it's been so neat to experience something different. And I think really maybe this speaks to the heart of what you're finding as well, and that is how well people are embracing the change where people say, well, I, I can't deal with change. I want it just like this. This is the way I've always had it, and I have to have it this way. But in fact, people have been very pliable and, in fact, grateful for what they've been able to receive uh even though it's different. Mm -hmm. yeah. Something that occurred to me, you know, we've talked to, you, you talk about house church uh -huh. um, or um, small groups in homes. And it occurred to me, well, that's kind of what we're doing right now, except sure. it's in individual homes. So people are worshiping at home and people are studying uh -huh. at home. And, and I hope that you said that we don't completely let go of some of the ways that we've found to connect people and grow for them to grow in their faith. It hasn't been that long since people were shaking their fist at technology, saying it's an evil in our society. And now all of a sudden we're learning to embrace it. Even, even the ministry groups who had shunned it are now embracing it. And it's just wonderful when we discover. I think the cool thing is, and, and I think this plays into discipleship as well, is it's really being demonstrated to us that we can touch so many people's lives beyond the grasp of our Sunday morning ministry work and in-building work. That there are hundreds of people out there, and I'm noticing it by watching the statistics on things, we are receiving hundreds and hundreds of views, for example, well beyond our own congregation and our own people. And it's just blowing me away that we cannot say no to something that is helping us reach people with the hope of Jesus Christ, the way that we're learning to do it in these days, right? Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. So talking about reaching people beyond, um, our current uh, Sunday school is, features the exhibit that is upstairs, okay. Road to Redemption. Mm -hmm. The artist is Rosemary Adcock. And for the last 
couple of Sundays, she has joined us, and we have gone through the images in Road to Redemption. Um, each one of them is connected to a scripture, and it's been really wonderful. But two different, both of those times, she had a friend from Europe in two different places that joined us on oh, that wow. Zoom Sunday school, and I just found that remarkable. That is such a privilege this brings into our own. We, we never could have had that otherwise. What a privilege that is. Um, and, and you're kind of tying into the uh, other thing that we wanted to talk about, and there's the Foster Gallery, which is very much a visual, uh, upfront and personal experience. But you're even finding ways to make that work in a time of, of, uh, of social distancing. How, how, how is that working? Well, it's, it's really fortuitous that our current exhibit was designed as a Lenten exhibit, Road to mm -hmm. Redemption. And the gallery is full of these huge pieces. I'm talking seven yes. foot, six by seven. I mean, they're massive. And it walks us beginning with creation all the way to Pentecost about our road to redemption and talking through the scriptures old and new. And, and so when we had to shut it down, I thought, oh my goodness, those paintings, they're just going to be up there. Well, I had digital images of all of them. And so I invited the artist to join us. And it has been really, she's so, so versed. And mm. um, she has, she brings so many gifts to it beyond art. I mean, and so she's connecting art and faith in these conversations. So that's been really wonderful, bringing that exhibit into people's homes, even though it can't have the same kind of impact as the really huge pieces. You and, know? and it does have an impact. You walk into the room and it's like, wow, yes. immediately. And, and I love the way, and maybe this is just my analysis, I love the way she brought the whimsical and the sacred together. Mm -hmm. Yes, yeah, she did. She did. And so, you know, I mean, I should say what we're talking about here with the Foster Gallery for Christianity and the Fine Arts, right, right. we're so very fortunate to be able to support the arts and to have a gallery. We have an amazing foundation that supports the arts completely and um, especially especially through the Foster Endowment. And so I just give thanks for their commitment to bringing the arts to life and to church and those ways that we connect um, art and faith and yes. that we bring beauty um, into the church and into the lives of people. Yes, that connection is so important. And as we find ways to go online with that, I would mention that our goal is in the next few weeks to also have a virtual gallery going on our website. Mm -hmm. Right now you can see that content on Facebook, mm -hmm. uh, but we are moving towards, uh, we're, we're, we're slowly but surely getting everything onto our website that we need to have. We're figuring out how to make the Herald work on the website mm -hmm. these days so that we can uh, get that information out there. But uh, look in the next week or two, it, it, I guess it depends when you listen to this podcast as well. But sometime by the end of April of 2020, we hope to have that virtual gallery going uh, right. on the website as well. Well, um, just about a year ago, we had an exhibit of artists who are part of this congregation called Artists at First. Mm -hmm. And so over the past several weeks through the month of April, I have been releasing image, um, art, images from artists every two or three days as sort of an ongoing virtual exhibit. And then we'll compile all of those and put them into an exhibit on our website as well as our Foster Gallery Facebook page. And that'll be wonderful. I, it, it's not quite the same as seen it face to face, but wow, what a wonderful opportunity it is to, uh, to share in the beauty of all that art. There's one other aspect that we had talked about, and that is the uh, recent children's Easter worship and kind of 
bouncing back and forth here, but you had a really strong visceral reaction to the children's Easter worship event. Tell us about that. I, um, you know, I watch everything that my ministry team puts out. And so I asked Kara to send me that ahead of time. And when I sat and watched it, I was overwhelmed. I was overwhelmed in the way in which those children told the story. It was remarkable. And I knew, I knew when I was done viewing that, that I had been to worship. So if you have not had a chance to see that, you really do. You really do. And I was glad Pastor Tim included the song. He's got the whole world that mm-hmm. had been modified to yes. fit the, uh, our current reality, mm-hmm. you know, um, and it was, it was a very, for me, a very, I, I love the worship that we do. Don't get me wrong. It's right. amazing. And it really um, sustains me and fills me. But um, this, this was something different. It was, sure. it was really remarkable. Sure. So let's look at a few big picture things here just to encourage our listeners out there how God is at work uh, during this time when sometimes it can be hard to feel that, especially on those days when you're getting a little bit grouchy and you're ready to have a different environment and you're ready for something new. And maybe if you have the kids at home, you're uh, as much of a blessing as that is, it can also wear on you after time. Uh, What would you say to encourage our listeners about how God is at work through the ministries of First United Methodist Church? Well, I know God is at work doing a new thing in and through the church and engaging us and making, pushing us beyond our church walls. Mm-hmm. We've talked so much about getting outside the walls of the church. Yes. And now we are in this very unexpected and remarkable way. Yes. You know, and I see that this is touching people who maybe quit going to church a long time ago and some people that maybe have never been to church. Mm-hmm. You know, so it really is reaching out way beyond our walls. And um, when we come back into the walls, let's not forget the impact that this has and that we are really called to go outside. We are, you know, so I mean, someday we're physically going to be able to go outside and meet together in one, one another's homes and all of that. But let's remember that the impact of and the longing that we had to come together, however that looks like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do, do you have any advice for people who are looking for ways to connect and are, are really feeling alone or desperate or well, what are you learning is, is, and maybe it's different generationally, I don't know, but what, what are some means that we should keep in mind ways to connect with what, what God is doing? Uh, they can go to the website and connect with the Zoom groups, for example. Mm-hmm. Uh, are you discovering any other tools that you would recommend to people to uh, help connect them? I'm still in the process. Okay. I'm still in the process sure. of learning. But um, I guess my word for those who are feeling alone, um, that you do have some ways to connect with people and people that you don't know. Yes. People that you don't know. And you and maybe you're an introvert, but guess what? You get to be in a room with people and still be by yourself. Sure. Um, and and know, just know that the staff at First United Methodist Church is praying for all of you. Yes. We are praying for you, and we really believe that God is work at work in this time. And I, and I suspect probably the best thing to say here in conclusion is, is contact Carol as well, because mm-hmm. you are really um, 
our resident expert these days in all things discipleship related and connecting people. And and uh, Carol, you would love to talk with anybody about how to get them connected and, and make them a part of things. Yes. Again, do that through our website. You can go on any number of ways on our website. You can even go to our contact page and fill out the form and we'll make sure I, that'll come to me. And I promise you, I'll make sure Carol gets that and, and she will respond to that. So please stay connected. Well, it has been such a blessing to have you here in the studio today. And uh, uh, thank you so much for the hard work you were doing to make this all come together. We really appreciate that and really learn the meaning of team in these days, aren't we? We are. And thank you for the work that you do to keep us connected through the communication. It has been remarkable and all the work that you've done with worship. And thank you for that. I know it's a lot of work. Well, it's such a privilege. And it's, it's, I start to say it's keeping me out of trouble, but sometimes it gets me in trouble, but I'm okay with that. It's the kind of trouble I want to be in. So that's good stuff. Well, folks, thank you so much for listening to episode number nine of Stories from the 116. Again, thanks to my guest, Carol McPherson, for coming by. And we invite you to like and share our podcast on social media, as well as on your podcast provider. Be sure and tell others about it. Share a, a good review. Like, for example, if you are listening on uh, Apple Podcasts or iTunes, as some would call it, uh, your ratings there help us to get out to more people and get the word out to more people as to what's going on here. So we invite you to do that as well. Thank you so much for joining us today, and we'll be back for another episode very soon. These are You've been listening to the stories of the 116 from our studio at First United Methodist Church in downtown Peoria, Illinois. You can find the show notes or contact us with your questions and comments through our website at www.fumcpeoria.org.